right, uh, old school Jay Huger, Ben Glebe, Dave Cole. I love that we're all in studio. Yes. Yes, that's how it's supposed to be. Okay, wonderful. Uh, so I only came to studio because you said to me on Friday, come to studio. And I said, all right, fine. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> that's all I took. You should have done it. I know. A year and a half ago. Yeah. So, all right, guys, uh, for this episode, I wanted to make sure that. Uh, that we keep it lighter because the news is so dark, so depressing, right? And so, as that legendary boxer once said, no more ESPN fights, no more ESPN fights, no more Middle East, no more Middle East. So, uh, so of course, then I instantly ran out of things to talk about. <laughs> and, uh, and so, so I did, and whenever I do, and before I come on an old school, I go check out TMZ because I'm like, the rest of the world must be talking about something, right? And so I found out what the rest of the world is talking about. Uh, but first, shoptyt.com is a sponsor of Old School tonight. I just like to make up sponsors, but we have a lot of cool merch. Check it out, <laughs> shoptyt.com. Okay. Also, so, shopbenglebe.com merch store is a sponsor tonight. I don't know if I, you, I, I didn't know that. You weren't no, even I, told okay, that. Okay, yeah. I started, there's a, another podcast I listen to. I probably can't name the podcast, I can't name the sponsor, I can't name any, but I have started to buy random dumb products just to support. Oh, it's got to be underwear. Oh, really? Me undies. Yes. Is it me undies? <laughs> Let me podcast. check. Really? Yeah, Hassan, I think, got us the me undies account back in the day. Oh, nice. Hassan used to do sales for us all oh, the way back, and and he was pretty, he was a good salesman. Like he 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 did a lot. He set up a website for us. I don't know if it still exists. Yeah, he was our best. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a good yeah. salesman. He gets people to tip him constantly for live political commentary that we do without tips constantly. I mean, nice people when people do yeah. sign up for memberships, but they fly off the handle over there. Yeah, yeah. So he it's incredible. Us is good at moving product. Um, so, anyways, uh, so I looked up TMZ to see what else is going on. And I wanted to see, like, are they also talking about the Middle East or something? And they had a couple of Middle East stories. They did, right? But they were non-Middle East stories. The first one was Pink had to cancel a concert event because of a family event or an emergency or something. And I hadn't thought of Pink in forever. I didn't realize people cared about Pink or anything else that wasn't political anymore. And so when I saw the headline, I was like, oh, thank God. There are people in the world who care that Pink canceled the concert tonight. Or that's literally <laughs> the only other news happening on planet Earth. <laughs> well, I found a couple others. Okay. I found well, a couple so you know others. what it's called when Pink has to cancel a, a concert? They they have to call in a code pink. That's what they do. Oh. That's what they do. <laughs> what do they do when she's having a I concert? I retired. <laughs> they do when she's having man. a concert. <laughs> I don't like that's just, I, that's just all, all, all pinks ahead. Yeah, okay, loose pink sip sink. No. Yep. Right. When okay. you go to a pink concert by yourself, it's called One in the Pink. I don't know if you're aware. <laughs> I don't even know that one, but Thank I don't God. think I should know no, that one. You should one. not know it. Okay, you all right. <laughs> I'd have, I'm going to leave that one alone. I'm, I'm getting a big X from the booth. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> is that bar saying something pinks around here? All right, no, we're done. We're done. That was way too bad. Okay. So uh, sorry to all of you Pink fans, apparently her concert is canceled, I found that out. But it was like this weird moment, I have more, but it was, it was this weird moment where I was like, oh yeah, the rest of the world exists. Which then one led me to wanting to question you, ask you guys the question, like is it just me or has the world, because we all live in our own bubbles, right? But back in the day, I knew that most people didn't care as much about politics, they cared a lot more about 
the Pink concert or what Tyler Perry did or or Tommy Lee, those are guys we're gonna get to in a second. And then we were the political nerds and like, yeah, a lot of people cared about politics, but we were still the minority, like 40% or something. But it feels like politics swallowed the swallowed up the world, like in the Trump era. That's but since everyone's in a bubble, I don't know if I'm just in that bubble or if it really happened. What do you guys think? I think it partially happened, but not completely. I mean, Swellsea or trailer or whatever it's called. I mean, that's still that people are talking about that. So yeah, uh, politics. Oh, Swellsea. Oh, I'm like, what is Swellsea? My <laughs> God, I miss out on everything. Is that a drink at McDonald's? Is it limited time? What is it? And I okay, but I got it. Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, but but yeah, I, I mean. It's been documented that politics has consumed more of people's brain space and conversations. But it's not the only thing out there. It's just it's more than it was 10 years ago, for sure. And I think, I think it's for sure more, but I think it still is most people don't care about politics. They just have an opinion on Trump. I just think basically mm. Trump has, because he's a celebrity crossover politician, and so he, he, everybody has a thought on him, and he's so out there in the entertainment zeitgeist as well as the political zeitgeist. And he's kind of blended those lines. So I think even people that are not political at all will tell you something specific about Trump. But other than that, most people don't have any idea still, I think, who Mitch McConnell is. Except, or- you know, in 2020, nobody could go to work. Everyone got a check from the government. You couldn't escape politics and news, whether it was good for the good or for the bad. Yeah, true. Uh, and the masks, and uh, do you wear them? Do you not wear them? I guess I didn't so, count that as politics as much as like survival, don't die news, which I think. But yes. it quickly devolved into politics. Oh, yes, that for sure. Yes, yeah. But also, just like as a side note, you know, I brought up Mitch McConnell, and like I guess when I think about people's knowledge of Mitch McConnell and where he is in his. <laughs> <laughs> it took me two and a half seconds. <laughs> All right, good I'm one, Ben. Now I got applause from the booth. Good, I undid my bad joke earlier. <laughs> okay, uh, so. Uh, all right, but I'm gonna ask you guys the usual old school style percentage, okay? Before I had, let's say, in. You know, to make up a random year, 2006, I had politics at 40% of people care about politics. Uh, uh, lower. Way lower. Yeah, okay. 15, yeah. 15%. Oh, interesting, interesting. Because you gotta beg people to come vote, and that's like they don't even care or even know who they're voting for, and they're coming out to do that once every two years or really four years begrudgingly, and that's like 36% or 40% of people. Yeah. Okay, so apparently my percentages are way off, okay, because Edwin also, everybody agreed, too high, too high, okay. So I had back then at 40%, I am now at like, man, just a giant number, somewhere between 60 and 80%. But I guess that's too high too. But but really, you're I mean, the king of the bubble. I'm, yeah. I'm, I am the bubble, you're right? The bubble. Yeah. See, but the guys, you gotta know that, right? You gotta know that you, you you're also living in a bubble, right? Like everyone is in their own bubble of their perspective, right? From even if we're super similar, we're still gonna have slightly different perspectives. And but the trippy thing about humans is that 
We all think that everyone thinks just like us. Mm -hmm. And then when someone doesn't, you're like freaked out by it. You're like, you're so weird, right? But in reality, they're just them. They're just a different person with that different perspective. Maybe you're weird. <laughs> and by the way, who cares which one is weird, right? What like what percentage of people think this is weird versus that is weird? Ben does this, Dave does that. Who cares? Oh, mine is definitely weirder than Dave's. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's I would weird. Yes, I don't know you very well, Dave, but wouldn't well, you agree, knowing me a little bit? You're what? Well, yeah, probably whatever we're talking about. You're yeah. weirder than I am. Yeah, sure. I'm definitely weirder than you, and I'm proud. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. So Dave and I grew up together, and uh, and so he is very high on the quirky list. Oh, interesting. We have a okay. list of friends who are quirky. Okay, and Dave is sky high. What on are that some list. of Dave's quirks? Um, okay, other, so other than not combing his hair, with all respect, <laughs> combing it wouldn't have helped. <laughs> you, you, you took my side of the studio, by the way, too. So I'm completely in my head about my hair because usually I'm on this side. It's my better side, and I'm looking like kind of weird, receding hairline vibes you over here. You see, that's the beauty of me. There, there is no good side, so you just go with it. Yep. Okay, yep. that's actually not true. I didn't I mean, mean to agree around. with that instantly. I mean, no. Yeah, you're yeah. Wrong. Oh, right. No, of course not, Jack. Don't that. be ridiculous. Don't you look amazing? Right. Nothing. <laughs> but weird. kidding aside, I the funny thing is, I actually do have a good side. My left side is better. Mm -hmm, okay. Mine too. And and when you, and that's not a good. Yeah. By the way, for both of us, sorry, but it's it's not a good sign because being symmetrical is considered correct a mark of being attractive. And so I am asymmetrical. My left side, obviously, strikingly handsome. Right side, not quite as good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to do the same test if I can on the one shot and just get the audience to weigh in. But here's what I believe is my good side. And then here, terrible. Ready? Do you see it? Yeah, I see it. Thank you. The nose just hangs down on that side, and on this side, the nose kind of slopes up. I don't know how it's even possible, but it's possible. My, my wife thinks we have a magic mirror in our uh, in our bathroom, and and it is a little bit magical. You're, we look skinnier in that when in that mirror than your any wife other also just ha obviously has magic eyes. <laughs> but that's partly it, <laughs> because when you look, and she's starting to get in the same thing that I that I've had my whole life, which is. Man, I look really different from different angles. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially when you have that. This is not my wife's issue. This is my issue now. When you have more weight, like straight on is so much better. Mm -hmm. Up top is so much better. When you're looking down on me, I love it. Mm -hmm. You're looking up at me, disaster. You're looking at the side, not great, right? Mm -hmm. So, but then that maybe that helped me in some weird way. Realize that there are many perspectives to each thing, right? Because I could even see in myself, just even physically, the different perspectives mm. that people can see me from, and 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 think, oh, that guy is, you know, he's okay, he's hanging in there too. He needs some help, right? And it's the same guy, same time, right? So it's just like open your horizons yes. and understand that there are different perspectives, I even for the same person. I love how weird you look to yourself at different angles made you more compassionate to the world. That is a beautiful <laughs> way to arrive at that. Yeah. I also have. Thank you. You're welcome. I have one of the most astronomical differences between when I'm like showered, put together, trying to look nice, wearing nice clothes, to when I'm like out of bed. I look. I mean, I go from like whatever number I am on one to ten on the, when I'm put together to like a one. Like, I mean, I drop real bad off the list when I don't, when I'm not. And it's just like minor differences. Again, it's always minor differences. If I just go like this to my hair, 
wash my face and put on a decent shirt. I look presentable and okay. And then I wake up, I'm like, I mean, I just look horrendous. <laughs> okay, well, I we went camping this weekend. So I'm gonna tell you some stories about the CVC. The camper van community, obviously. Copy of that. Um, but second, I thought you meant you and I went camping, and we did not go camping, so I was very confused. <laughs> um, but uh, also, we got to hear about Dave's quirks. Unless you want to skip, no, the we, want to yeah, skip that. we want to skip no, that. We want to skip No, we do sure. not. We do not want to sure. skip that. I just want to hear one. Yeah. Um, well, then Jenk will share. Okay. I mean, look, food he quirks. Yeah. He, he first of all, he definitely has food quirks. So he doesn't eat cheese. He doesn't eat tomatoes. Mm. But he eats Doritos. No, I eat tomatoes. Oh, you eat tomatoes. I Wait, don't sorry. eat tomato sauce. You don't eat, that's it. Oh. You don't eat tomato sauce, but he eats tomatoes. Does Nigel not eat tomatoes? I don't. I don't keep track of it. <laughs> so you don't eat pizza? That's for sure. Wow. What about sauceless pizza? Do you ever ask for that? Yeah, but I, I custom made flatbread with, and I tell them exactly what to put on and what exactly not to put on. I understand. You well, must love those, like 500, those 800 degrees places that you can really customize all the items. Yeah. You must enjoy that a lot. Right. What percentage of the time when you ask for something specific like no cheese? Do they screw up that order? Screw up, it's low, it's 10%. But oh. I've learned over time, you can't just tell people what you want or what you don't want. You gotta tell them both. Mm. I want this, this, and this, I don't want this. Then it's I would very think low that would chance confuse screw people. it up. I would think that would confuse them. They're no, gonna confuse the two it's categories. the other way. If you just tell, I want you know, a hamburger with this, this, and this. They'll screw it, they'll put something else on. They'll say, of course he wants cheese, who doesn't? Right. You gotta say what you want and what you <laughs> don't it, want. And then you, you, um, no. Also, you know what's really sad though, I just realized about this country? The, like, the biggest problem really with this country is that the amount of, the percentage of people that are interested in our politics is about the same percentage that messes up your pizza orders. <laughs> like both really low numbers and that should be inverse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's higher than that. I'm gonna come back to that Fair though. Enough. Um, but Dave is right, like when when I order something, if I'm gonna be quirky about it and I'm gonna order something a little different, um, I like, I really punch it. Mm. I like, Same. I emphasize it, I make it super clear to the point where I've annoyed the yeah, server, yeah, yeah. right? And they give me that look like, okay, yeah, I got it, dude, right? <laughs> that means mission accomplished. Because I'm not trying to annoy you, I love you brothers and sisters. But when I don't do that, for me, it's a higher number. 40% of the time, the person who was like, yeah, got it, got it, got it, did not get <laughs> they it. They don't get did it. Did not yep. get it, okay. And I don't wanna get into food because then I get into buttering the bread and we've been through that many times. Anyways, um, Dave had uh, one of our friends, uh, let's see if this counts as a quirk, sure. okay. One of our friends asked Dave when he found out that Dave broke his leg skiing a long time ago, okay? He says, so did that make you not wanna ski again? Like, you know, out of fear that, and he said, no, I'm way too logical for that. Hmm. Okay, okay. I don't, what do you mean by that? First of all, I was, I broke my leg when I was seven. I don't know oh. when I was asked that question, I was in my 20s. <laughs> okay, right? well, what do I different. mean by Just that. You're not gonna break your leg every time you're, you're not skiing. gonna break so, it twice. You think yeah. it, but do you think it's so less likely after you break it once no. to break it again? No, it's exact same percentage. Yes, exact same. I would argue it's less percentage. Well, you'll be more careful, right? No, well, more you might overthink it. But no, I've decided it definitely is a quirk because most people don't think rationally and go, 
Oh no, the percentages are the same, I'll be fine. Most people think, oh my God, last time I broke my leg, am I gonna break my leg again? You see what I'm saying, mm. don't you think? Do you ski? Yeah, I used to. Oh, wait, why'd you stop? Broke my leg. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. You know why I stopped in all seriousness? Because we figured out why are we freezing up here? Like me and the guys used to go skiing all the time. And then one of them said, yeah, why don't we go to Florida for spring break? And then we never went skiing again. We went skiing like two more times after that. Yeah. We used to go skiing all the time in yeah. the Northeast. Better weather's better. Yeah. But it, skiing's fun. It's just, yeah, I'm too afraid of getting hurt the whole time. So I go very slowly. I make very slow turns. I just look like an old, old man skiing. It's fun, but also, like, I think I look cool. And then, like, I'll ask someone to shoot a video of me. I look at, look at it back and I'm going like, very, very slowly, and like young children on one ski with no poles are just flying by me, and it looked like yeah, an well, that idiot. doesn't matter. It's being up in the mountains. That's awesome. And of course, the after ski activities in the lodge, you know, that's where you go. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I mean, the best thing about skiing is the hot cocoa. Let's yes, be it's true. But yeah. why don't they just make more of a of hot a meal? Oh, true. <laughs> I'm never against that. But why don't they make more of more availability to sledding? Slopes, like they only have it at some some slopes on the side. They make you feel like a child when you want to go there. I want to go down an entire ski slope on a sled. That would be a dream. Okay, so that's a super interesting idea. Somebody work on that. Yeah. There'll be an app for that within two weeks. Yeah. Um, and uh, although I'm not sure you can sled on an app, but we'll see. We'll figure it out. I don't think you can <laughs> slide on an app technically or sled. Okay, well, you could slide into people's DMs, so it's something. That's a good point. Um, so, and sometimes you get a chilly reception, so it really does replicate ah, a lot of skiing. There you go, there you go, we're on a roll. Uh, so, uh, but that's why you need to have kids, Ben, so you could cheat. So when uh, with my kids, I go tubing. And the tubing is super fun, sliding down the mountain, yeah, like, yeah. you could do it individually, you could do it with the kids, yeah. etc. And then you're like, oh, oh, I'm just doing it for the kids. You know? <laughs> That's true, or you can have nephews like I do it and go tubing or sledding with them and then not have to raise monsters for 20 years. Well, in fact, I did that earlier too. I taught Hassan and Murat, my nephews, how to ski. We did it like a couple of times, and then I was done with it. Yeah, and then great. and then I decided to have kids when I was forty. Yeah, good thinking. Jim. I mean, it's just the okay. best. When you were forty, you had kids. Yeah, it's the best being an uncle because like you can play as long as you want, answer their questions as long as you want, and lit your your. Your brother's always there, and he is the responsible one. Like as soon as they get annoying, you literally can just be like, "Uncle has to work now," and just be like this, and you're done. You don't have to look up again the rest of the night. <laughs> you don't have to acknowledge their existence the rest of the night. It's a dream. Dave, any uncle versus dad uh, comparison? I have no uncle experiences. So. Oh, oh, did Dan not have a no? Oh, okay. Uh, I lost track apparently of uh, Dave's older brother. Okay, anyways, yeah, there's more quirks. We're missing more quirks, but some anyways, other time, some other time, some other time. All right. Uh, so, but percentage of people who care about politics now, you guys are saying it's still in the, it's still under fifty percent. Yeah. Like I don't mean like House Resolution X Y Z. I don't mean is Jim Jordan going to be the speaker or Steve Scalise? Like no one cares about that, right? Of course, of course. But like general politics, election, Trump, blah blah blah. I feel like that's got to be sixty percent. Are you saying just presidential election? Anything involved in politics, presidential or some randos is super into well, the that's school. That's a gigantic different percentage because I think presidential maybe you're over fifty and people that have an opinion are tracking it. I think if it's even Senate, 
I don't think most people know. I mean, I do politics for a big part of my living and a lot of the time I really still don't even know who's running for my for, for my state senator sometimes till like the last minute. Oh, yeah. No one knows who their state senator is. Like bunch of you guys do because you guys are super into it and stuff. And bless your heart and I love you for knowing it. But like no, like percentage of people who know their state senator got to be 5% or less. Well, definitely less than 5%. Yeah, yeah. That is so damning of our democracy. And I'm not judging you guys, I'm in the same boat, okay? I just hope that Feinstein gets reelected. <laughs> she's, she's one of those dissenters, right? Yeah. And, and you know, <laughs> I'm gonna ask that those sound effects to stop. It's making me feel terrible about myself. <laughs> he does it to me all the time. Oh, you gotta stop Jesus. this guy. He's a, he's a runaway freight train. Oh my God. No, but I saw something about where, Maybe it was a video that Anna covered today of the union guys or something, and and it's just like regular auto workers, I think. And uh, I was like, oh yeah, they don't, oh they don't know that at all. Like, like they have no idea who's better on jobs, Trump or Biden. They have no idea who's like, oh, a lot of them had no idea who's better on unions, right? And I'm like, they don't know if the Republican Party or the Democratic Party. A cares more about unions, and B like, or even just pretends to care more about yeah. unions. And they still don't know after one guy went and picketed with the union members, and the other guy paid actors to pretend they were in the union and did not have permission to appear there, and had to pretend he was there supporting the unions. That was Trump, by the way. Still, they don't know. All right, but you're you're undercutting your own argument by defining politics as politicians. And specific things. You are right in that people, I suppose, how do I know? I didn't poll the whole country. But people have more, more people have opinions these days about some issue. Yes, yes. That, that number is 80%. Cost of living is too high. What are these people? Crime, immigrants, drag queen story hour, all yeah. that. 80% of people have opinions. Yeah. That's what I'm asking. Yeah. That's what I'm asking. Oh, yeah. And yeah, that's way, way up from way up. 10, 15 years ago. Okay, yeah. now we're on the same sheet of music, as a yep. cop once told me. <laughs> <laughs> No, what happened? We got so we decided not to stop skiing, and we decided to go to Florida for spring break. Makes sense so far. Then we decided we're going to go to Key West. It didn't know it was like a gay hotspot. Went there twice. He was thinking that we would figure it out. Second time is on purpose. Yeah, that's what you begin to think, right? So, and then we got pulled over once. We were a van full of guys because we got no money. We we once did a trip to Florida, and the cop ended up being a stripper. And then he's like, all right, and then. He's like, hold on a second, and he presses the button of the <laughs> jukebox, and then he's like, da, 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 da. and I said, Officer, hot stuff. What do you got for me? Welcome to Florida, America's penis. You want to see America's penis? It's a weird spring break. So, well, I mean, at Key West, though, you might have seen America's penis. <laughs> that's that's a distinct possibility. Yep. Anyways, we're talking uh, about Ron DeSantis, right? Yeah, we're talking about a lot of things happening in Florida. <laughs> so. Uh, he I'm Ron DeSantis, America's penis. Hello, welcome. <laughs> well, okay. Anyways, um, so we get pulled over for some reason. I don't know. And there's a van full of guys because we, like I was saying, we did a trip once to Florida. Six guys, one car, one hotel room. Uh, at, we uh, paid uh, 
for the whole trip to from New Jersey to Florida and back and have a ton of fun for like I forget how many days, but a bunch, four or five days, whatever it was, $100 a piece, that's it. We did all the whole trip for $100, okay? So anyway, we're stuffed in the van and we get pulled over. And then the cops often say things that are accidentally amusing. <laughs> like, so I remember one time I got pulled over at a different time, it was a stop sign trap. So you know that you're not really, like you can't, you know that people can't see the stop sign if you do a stop sign trap, right? Mm-hmm. And so the guy pulls me over and he's like, you know, something about endangering everyone's life. Right, and then people start to laugh because it's like we were going two miles an hour. What are we endangering people? And there was like literally no reason for that stop sign. That's why they're giving tickets to everyone who doesn't see it. It's like buried under behind a tree. There's no and the cop intersection. Was dressed in a tree costume. <laughs> yeah. And then he hits the button on a jukebox. <laughs> so, um, but it's a climate change song, and it's like. Yeah. Heal the World by Michael Jackson, it was really confusing. <laughs> and meanwhile, my friend Boris from the back is yelling, officer, thank you, I was so worried. I was so worried about my life, thank you. Oh, when your okay. friends start mouthing off to the cops, it's the worst. No, was no, driving? He was, I was driving and he was saying so was straight saying face, like that the cop didn't even notice. Oh, Wow, okay. I had a, I'll tell you in a minute, a friend throw me under the bus with the cop. Uh, so when we got stopped in Key West, a guy goes on a stern lecture to us about some obscure rule that didn't, was like, what? You pull this over for that? They're like, he's like, on a Wednesday, you obviously can't switch from the left lane to the right lane, you know, within 100 feet of, I don't know what it was, right? And then, and he's like, and then he points to Steve who was driving and he's like, are we on the same sheet of music now? And then we all burst out laughing. <laughs> we're like, we're in the same and sheet of music. Play on the jukebox again. <laughs> and there he goes on the jukebox. He's like, oh, Boom. we are? Nick. <laughs> I need a hero. <laughs> okay, so how did your friend throw you? I was driving to Arizona to, to headline the House of Comedy in Phoenix, Scottsdale. And I had my friend, I'll name her name, Stephanie Simbari, driving with me. She was opening for me, and um, she might have, you know, been not sober as my passenger, and decided to be funny with the cop. Uh-oh. Cop pulls <laughs> us over for speeding, and she literally says to the police officer. Uh, so sorry about that, officer. We were just like lost in conversation, didn't realize what was happening. I'm like, the passenger, don't say anything. You don't get to talk <laughs> to the cop. You don't get to be funny. You don't get to tell, admit to the crime of speeding that I was doing. You need to just shut your darn mouth. <laughs> and I got the ticket and it was like $375. And I should have taken it out of her pay. I did not do that, but I should have. <laughs> okay, so people get mad at something that's called table talk. Do you play poker at all? Yep. You know, in poker, it's called table talk. If you start commenting on other yeah. people's hands and people get, some people get super mad. And then our friends, sometimes they'll get mad in our home poker games. And I'm like, hey, take it easy, Johnny Chang. Okay, <laughs> we're just playing the poker. The point of a home, home game is to hang out with your friends. Yeah, and the whole point is table talk. <laughs> That's the whole point, right? So, but table talk does exist in other uh, areas. I forget, something happened the other day where I was like, see, that's table talk I don't like. Uh, Oh, you know what's bad table talk on uh, on fantasy football trades? 
So like if somebody says, "Oh yeah, I'll trade you Devontae Adams for Garrett Wilson or something." Oh yeah, right, like uh, Dave, don't do that. Well, the worst. They ruin your trade and they make, yeah. make the person second guess it. That's that's not fun. So you do know that. Yeah. Okay, all right. That's not uh, good. Also, yeah. all table talk is horrible at comedy clubs. That's why literally every comedy club in the world says before the show begins, keep your table talk to a minimum. They really should say keep your table talk to zero. But they give them the leeway of minimum, and I think it's too much. Yeah, you we gotta have zero tolerance at comedy clubs everywhere. I mean, can you okay. imagine like in a news studio <laughs> there was table talk if Edward on the side was just like, hey, what's going on? Like it would be insane. And someone's Although sometimes, working, yes, yes, it works out. <laughs> he, he has table laugh. And that that's works good. out pretty, that's, pretty laughter's well. Always welcome. Yeah. Laughter, applause, not welcome, sound effects. By the way, I do have a topic to introduce when we're done with this banter. Sure. We're never done with the banter, so you might as well introduce it. Suzanne Summers. Go. So, first, this is going back to when I used to do the postgame shows. I did Dave's Graves, the obituaries. I yeah. think I and the audience missed that a lot. And here's another. So, so she just oh, died. Hold on. Third party time wrote in, so good to see Dave Kohler on Old School. I really miss the Friday post games with his Dave's Graves Perfect. and other segments about Latin kidding. American politics wow. that are not covered anywhere Look else. At that. How do you like them apples? The Latin That's American. the kind of table talk we like. Yeah, we like that table talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so <clears throat> I'm also a tennis fan and anyone who pays attention at the last US Open a few months ago, they had big celebration for Billie Jean King because she was a pioneer in getting women and men equal prize money in tennis. And they made a big deal, and it is a big deal. Billie Jean King was a massive figure in that. And women's tennis is a major sport that people are into, and thanks to her in large part. Suzanne Summers tried the same thing at Three's Company. She demanded to get the same pay as John Ritter. And so she pioneered for women, except no, they said, no, we're not gonna pay you. And then she took him to court, and the court said, no, you don't deserve it. And then they fired her from the show. <laughs> <laughs> so Dave's graves. <laughs> That's the difference. Between, what's the difference between Billie Jean King and Suzanne? So one is now a hero in the in feminist circles, and the other is still Chrissy the Ditz. Well, in, in her defense, she did a lot for women's thighs. She became a thigh icon, a thigh con, if you will. Sure. <laughs> with the thigh master. Okay, there we go. And, <laughs> and. Table talk, table talk, either direction. Also, you know, I, 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 I do admire Suzanne Summers, even though I believe her name should have been pronounced Somaris, but I think <laughs> she's great. And I was sad to hear that news. I wish, this was the joke I would write. If you know people do those jokes and people pass away about like what their career was about, I would say, Suzanne Summers, star of Three's Company, passed away this week. But actually, it was just a big misunderstanding. Ah, okay, bring her back. So it's funny because I have thought about John Ritter. Like, I don't know why, but of all the celebrities who died, John Ritter shook me the most. It was a hard one. Like, and I think that it was because Three's Company was such a seminal sitcom of my childhood. It was like maybe. The sitcom, mm -hmm. right? Plus, with how many pratfalls he took, you'd think he would be impenetrable. He just—you saw him fall so many times. Yeah, no, no, he but that is—that is. I know you're joking. No, it's kind of part of it. He like, seemed just like, like so flexible and goofy and rubbery and. Yeah, I don't know that it, it's the goofy part. That's what it is. Yeah. It's like he seems so young in that show. So then, when the guy I grew up thinking was the young guy in that show died 
as an old man, I but was like- But he didn't like, die randomly, he died of some rare condition. Yeah, no, it wasn't, I mean, well, depends on what you I mean remember, by random. I can't remember what it was, but it was like some sort of heart condition that was not, it wasn't from old age. Yeah, but he, but he wasn't young when he died. Like he, I think he was like in his like fifties or sixties. He was pretty young. Well, you see, then then now we get to the question of is sixties? Yeah, yeah, definitely look it up. But is sixties too young to die? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, end of well, question. Okay, wow, that got I mean, how quickly. can you ask that question, Jake? No, like, of no, all no. people, you're affected the most by this question. No, 100%, but when I was growing up, if somebody said, "Oh, Uncle Tafik died, he was 68, we'd be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. No, that's because you were seven years old and 60 might as well be yeah. 170. My brother once said to my mom, mom, when I'm real old, like 25, I mean, you know, kids have a skewed perspective. Yeah. He died at 54 years old. That's oh, no, that's way too young. Okay. Yeah. Cause that's Aortic dissection taken into surgery and pronounced dead shortly thereafter. Also, John Ritter, fun fact uh, my dad, for one year before moving to Bogota, Colombia to finish high school, went to Hollywood High School as a freshman. The senior class president was John Ritter. Yeah, that's He has cool. a yearbook with John Ritter in it. So yeah. it's a fun fact. Fun fact, uh, the a year after I left Penn, Elon Musk. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think it might have even been the last I already year invented Penn after he came there. Oh, yeah. Well, he came up with it. Funny thing is that the internet was invented at Penn by Al Gore. Yeah, well, that's why they call them algorithms. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to Suzanne Summers. Um, so. Well, look, you're gonna get me in trouble if you, we start talking about that, because I get it. Like, it depends on who the bigger star is. So, if the there's many shows that uh, uh, Mary Tyler Moore, if they paid Ed Asner more, that would have been outrageous, right? Mary Tyler Moore is she was the main character, right? Um, but yeah, I, Jack Tripper was a bigger star than. I'm not sure, but I didn't care for Three's Coming. I thought it was dumb. Oh, I love it. Quirky. She just wasn't my favorite of the blonde <laughs> but, roommates. I loved Terry the nurse the most. But to uh -huh. me, paying attention peripherally, Suzanne Summers was the attraction to the show. In she was more the big breakout star, actually. That is true. She was the one that was on the cover of TV Guy and the big breakout star from oh, the show and really? made the show big, yeah. And that's why I think maybe why she was so upset. Huh, well, that's interesting. Joyce DeWitt was also claiming, wanting all that stuff, but nobody cared about Janet, and she just was bitter most of her. I think she's a bitter person. That's bitter. so interesting, because I think that since Suzanne Summers left in the middle, I always thought like the anchor of the show was, is it Joyce DeWitt? Is Janet, that yeah, Joyce Janet, DeWitt. yeah. Was Janet? I always thought yeah. like Janet is the one constant. Furley and the Ropers, you know, and the nurse and the Suzanne Summers lady, Christy, right? Uh -huh. And then there was but the middle blonde roommate too. There was the other one. There was Terry, Chrissy, and then there was the middle one, Cindy. Oh, Cindy! Oh, she didn't she was catch the, like, she did But not I was catch always on. so confused when you're a kid. You don't know that the actors have real lives. And they get into contract disputes. Yeah. I, you have no idea. You're, right. And I'm like, someone didn't grow up in Hollywood. I knew this since I was three. Oh, I was no, like, I can't wait till I negotiate my first contract for a TV show. <laughs> that's the way I didn't know that at all. So growing up, I was like, how oh, would they get rid of Christy for Christy? I like Christy. Mm. Didn't you like her? I really like Christy. But uh, but Dave, maybe you guys are, have better recollection of it. Maybe Christy in the beginning. I just think of the whole show, and Christy was only a part of it. So that's why John uh, Ritter sounds to me in my memory it was way bigger, right? Um, but but Dave already is quirky in that he's like, I don't find your jokes logical. 
right? So of course you were watching for Suzanne Summers as a kid. Everybody was a kid. We were all watching for Suzanne Summers to some degree. Well, I was. I had such a crush on Terry, the nurse. What's her name in real life? I'm blocking it right now. But God, she was just one of my favorites. See, that's what I had. And I'm not even a blonde guy, but she did it. Hey, man. Yep. I think it was Priscilla Barnes. Yes, Priscilla, Priscilla Barnes. Barnes. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Now I'm going to forget this, and I'm going to feel bad. The the show with the two sisters and then sister sister no Shirley too, no too close for comfort maybe Cagney and Lacey <laughs> okay we can go on all night okay I don't think we could I think that's about it that's yeah. about all we got can you imagine with Cagney and Lacey the rando detective who was in charge of them gets paid more I <laughs> <laughs> joined the lawsuit for Cagney and Lacey but and symbol got paid more than Cagney or Lacey <laughs> yeah. the ampersand. Um, so, uh, but no, it was like in a San Francisco, uh, the two daughters are, oh, the- uh, Mary Tyler Moore show. No, but, no, but the Rona. dad was, this is already a fun nonsense <laughs> game. Uh, the dad was this well, from the Mary Tyler show. Is it, no. Ted Knight. Ted Knight. Ted, Ted Knight. Knight. And the name of the show is Too Close for Comfort. Too it is Too Close for, for Comfort. comfort. Yeah. Okay, I had it right from the beginning, Too Close yep. for Comfort. Yes, yes, that was a good show. Okay, so I, the, out of everyone on television, the person I had the biggest crush on, was uh, was the the blonde daughter in that show? Too okay, close for comfort cash and then and then we started the Young Turks, and about like probably around 15 years ago, I got a chance to interview her, and then I got the chance to meet her, and I was like, oh my god, this is awesome! This I came to Hollywood, and then I met the person that I found to be the most attractive, and then this one, uh, yes, and what's her name? Uh, I don't know. Really I'm going to remember images. that in a second I mean, once Ben looks it up. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Jenks vibe right there. Uh, so she's a progressive, she's lovely, etc. Lydia <laughs> Cornell? That's it, yeah, Lydia Cornell. Yeah, on TYT. Yeah. And then, um, you know, look, part of doing this that's super cool, there's a lot of bad sides, okay, but part of it is that you get to meet all these cool people that you wanted to meet. Like, oh yeah. I also had a crush on Morgan Fairchild. I remember- I you're gonna say Morgan Freeman for a second. Yeah, could have been, could have been. Morgan Fairchild follows me on Twitter, that's exciting. No, exactly, exactly where I'm going with it. Morgan Fairchild follows me on Twitter. I saw her at some party and she's, she knew the Young Turks and watched us. Mm -hmm. And I had bet a friend of mine, I was like, oh yeah, when we were kids, like the bragging little Prick that I was, right? And I was like, I bet I can get Morgan Fairchild one day. <laughs> and he's like, Yeah, yeah, that's likely. So after that party where she said she liked the show and she gave me a hug and stuff, I called up Connor. I was like, Morgan Fairchild gave me a hug. What now? What now? Okay. <laughs> also, somehow she looks better than ever. Like I don't know. She's, she's unbelievable. She's like yeah. seventy or something. She looks incredible. Yeah, I'm yeah, looking up her great. age. And then, and then my uh, the actress that I thought uh, my whole life seventy three yeah looks like she's forty eight yeah the the look, why am I shouting that <laughs> it's important and for the people who are uh, hard of hearing Ben Glebe is here for you thank you different perspective that's right okay that's correct although I thought I was here for that I'm usually <laughs> you are that. usually for okay. That. Um, I shout about unimportant things. We we have a we probably have a significant hard of hearing community, right. because if they weren't hard of hearing in the first place when they were attracted to my <laughs> yelling, they will be by the time I'm done yelling. You need to get an earplug sponsor. 
Oh Brings my God. down the decibels a little. Although that would be the most hilariously ironic sponsor of all time. It would. Okay. Information show. Yeah. yeah. If you don't want to hear TYT, put this in. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm too loud for you, if I'm too loud annoying, good news, we have a sponsor yes. for that. Wait, so okay, I have a joke I wanted to say that I should have let go probably from the from the from the Three's Company story, and then I have a question for you guys. The joke is what what did Suzanne Summers say when she refused to come out of her trailer? They're like, come out of your trailer, Suzanne, we need you on set. What did she say to them during the contract negotiations? Come and knock on my door. Ah. <laughs> Thank you. And the question I was gonna ask come you was- Come and knock on my door. Come and knock on my door. When you, uh, Gilligan's Island, did you have the crush on Marianne or on Ginger or Mrs. Howell? Oh, well, that would be that would be fun. Uh, or by the way, you know, depending on your proclivity, Gilligan, Skipper, the professor was actually maybe the arguably the most attractive out of all. Strong point. Um, uh, but no, I was uh, decidedly Marianne. Yeah, I was a Marianne. Ginger, straight up. And it's so weird because again, I'm a brunette guy, but Ginger, she just like, Taught, I think she taught me, I watched it like too young of an age, she had taught me what sexuality was. She would just flirt with Gilligan so overtly. And I was like, what, what's this magic that this woman's doing to Gilligan against a tree? I was like, he's spilling all the secrets and I would too. <laughs> like he would just get, she would get every piece of information out of Gilligan so quickly in that slinky dress. It was, I just understood what seduction was from her. Whereas Marianne, adorable, but had no vibes for me. Yeah. Do you have vibes for Marianne? I'm just talking about what they looked like. <laughs> just looks, okay, I'm yeah. going vibes. No, I think I was too young to get vibes, but uh, but I think that there's some chance you matured far quicker than that us. Very, very possible. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping to make Ginger Mrs. Howell, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You I get do. it, you get what I'm saying. So that where Jack falls on the bike uh, in the beginning yep, of Grease Company. In the sand. Yeah, is that Santa Monica? Santa Monica Beach, yeah. Yeah, and so sometimes when I drive by there or walk by that particular, like, you know, there's a bike path or yeah. whatever, I'm like, is this where Jack Tripper oh, no. fell on the bike? Is that in the like the opening? The opening, sequence? yeah, yeah. when he sees a girl that, yeah. and stuff, yeah. And that's kind of, LA's a trippy place, brothers and sisters. Yep. Just to be able to see all these different things that are in TV shows and movies, etc. Yeah. And then doing this, as I was saying, like, then I got to meet uh, Lieutenant Uhura, and she passed away, I think, just a little while ago. And uh, and and so, and then uh, who else did we do? Let's let's we, be Sulu. A lot of these we met. Worf, yeah. Sulu, Raz, Will Star Trek now? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, just Star Trek. Okay, sure. Yeah, I, I got almost everyone, but I never got Shatner and Nimoy. Those were the two biggies that I. Nimoy did. passed away. Yeah, Shatner's alive. Oh, Shatner's very much alive. I thought of Shatner just yesterday, okay? Well, these John Ritter, Shatner, these things keep popping into my what head. What's the context of what you Here's the of. context. So we were camping, you know, with the CVC. Yep. And of course, <laughs> those three digits in the back of your credit card. So, okay, now before I get to Shatner, aside from the CVC. So I, I partly do it to drive my wife crazy. She, because she's like, Jank, no one calls it the CVC. Okay, so now this weekend, once or twice a year, the CBC gets together. But these are all people who have the same kind of camper van. So Facebook, this is the upside of the internet, allows you to create these super niche communities. So this isn't just like, we don't want the RV people, 
RV people are on us, okay? Oh, you got a hookup trailer? No, you're not part of the CVC, okay? You go to the hookup trailer people, okay? To the HUTC people, the hooks. So, <laughs> anyway, so these folks all come into the one same camping site once a year at least, and they did it this weekend, that's why we were there. So I'm like, that's it. I'm gonna make the CVC catch on. So that I can get, so when Wendy says, there is no CVC, I'm like, I mean, I don't know, this weekend I heard a lot of talk about the CVC, right? And by the time we show up the next day, people are gonna be, next year, people are gonna be saying CVC, sure. right? So- And the best way to make a trend catch on is to really try. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, but kind of though, but kind of, it's funny, but it's kind of true because if you keep saying it over and over again, it's the Trump effect, it gets mm -hmm. into people's heads, right? Mm -hmm. So I would drop it, drop it, drop it, and then eventually somebody's like, what's the CVC? I'm like, oh, the camper van community. They're like, oh, I like that. Okay, and then by the end, two people you said CBC, and I'm like, nice, yes, very nice. Okay, and then I look over at my wife. She's like, <laughs> she was not having fun. What I love <laughs> is about you is how simply you derive your pleasures. Yes, it's incredible. It's totally true. By the way, it's totally true. Are you kidding me? So that leads me back to William Shatner, guys. So Which, by the way, have you ever said his last name and the word pants? Try it. Shatner pants. <laughs> By the way, I knew it. I knew it. But it's fun. I did it anyway. So, so I, I we were out by San Simeon, which is like really without monkeys. There's the zebra. San Simeon. Oh, okay. I was wondering where you're going with that because Hearst Castle has that used to have the zoo that oh, really? had all these different animals. They still have the zebras. Uh, they had polar bears. Really? Yeah, yeah. Hearst Castle? Yeah. Damn. Uh, I've just been to the zoo, the Playboy Mansion. They just had monkeys pretty much and like f funny birds. Well, there a lot of monkeys that were at the Playboy Mansion and not all of them were monkeys. But, <laughs> uh, so, uh, so I'm out there and there's, um, it's crystal clear. And so you see the stars beautifully because there's like no other lights around for miles and miles. And so, you see the Milky Way, and it's just majestic. Uh, I sat there looking at the stars in the dark of night for about an hour and a half. And you were how high were you at this point? Okay, barely high, barely, a little high, little but high. like okay, okay, but but man, I love that. Yeah, and so it's simple pleasures for me. Yeah, you know, I, well, you got lost in it because especially well, this was over the weekend. Yeah, well, it was it was the uh, constellation vector uh, 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 connection. Yeah, I didn't even know it. Yeah, the constellation vector connection, also known as CVC. Oh, I knew you were going somewhere <laughs> with that. I knew you were. So, um, although there was an eclipse, there was a yeah. lunar or solar solar, solar yeah. eclipse. Yeah, and a total one of my heart. <laughs> that was what the cop was seeing to me he when was, we got on the same was, sheet of music, which is hard to strip <laughs> to, but he did it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and I, they, the CBC luckily had the glasses because, of course, the CBC is going to come prepared, right? That makes sense. So the CBC passed it around, or because it's all nothing but good people in the CBC. Mm -hmm. If the cop, by the way, did strip to that, it would probably change the lyrics to "Total Eclipse of I'm Hard." Sorry, go ahead. Okay, <laughs> so he's here all night. I'm all here all night. Yep. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately for everybody. <laughs> no, no, in. no. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So. Uh, so I got to see the solar eclipse, which I oh, normally really cool. wouldn't get to see, and it was really cool. So we had a super good nature time. But I thought of Shatner because I remembered what happened when he went to outer space with Bezos. 
That's a funny story. Do you guys remember this? I remember. Yeah. So Shatner goes out. And then he comes back and he's about to give this like weighty speech in the press conference afterwards. And Jeff Bezos comes by as he's talking and pops a champagne right in front of him and like kind of like edges him out, something along those lines. Yeah. And like, and everybody's like, what the hell's going on? Why is Bezos? But then we got, everybody got distracted. They follow Bezos and start found, come to find out later that when Shatner was up there, he got super depressed. Because he's like, oh my God, I thought it was gonna be majestic up here. It's actually nothing but darkness. And the only thing that shines in the universe is us, our little blue planet. And he's like, and we're kind of ruining it. Right. And so he wrote this really kind of moving piece about it later. And it turns out that's what he was gonna say. And Bezos thought that was a bummer. And he's doing the spaceships and he wants everybody to go to space. So as Shatner is about to tell this moving thing at the press conference, wow. he's like, get out of here. Oh, yeah, right. Well, you had a great time. I'll tell you what, God, we're nowhere, guys. Before. I mean, that is, there's no better, perfectly better example of billionaires versus the common man, like, Trying to talk about saving the planet, and he pops champagne in front of him, and <laughs> and celebrate so you can't hear the reality. Like that is wild. That is, and and it, what adds to the analogy is that the Bezos spaceships are literally in the shape of penises, yeah. right? And Bezos himself looks like a penis. Like this, do they not see? Did they have to make it that shape? Did they not see it? It's like an Austin Powers sketch. Yeah, you would think pointy would be more aerodynamic than round. On the top. Yeah, I mean, all For it's Bezos missing well, is testicles. It was, it's absurd. That's right. I, I, well, you know what? In the bonus, in the extra episode for the members, we'll put up, pull up the pictures for you guys so you can see. I mean, it's a, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it before, but it's unbelievable. I can't believe we're out of time. We didn't even get to Tommy Lee and Tyler Perry. What are they up to? Captain's okay. log. The outer space is depressing. Anybody have any champagne? <laughs> If you're watching on YouTube, hit the join button below. Everyone else, tyt.com slash join. We do a whole nother episode. We curse, we have more fun, more nonsense. We'll see you there.